Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast, You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, May 4, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, this is the other side of the rubber band snapping. This is the snapback. It was courtesy of the Fed. The Fed didn't really say or do anything to create the snapback, but the market took whatever the Fed said, whatever the Fed did, which was raising interest rates on the short-term part of the curve, 50 basis points, the Fed funds rate. It's not a big deal. It's no new information, but yet again, the market took it and made it into a relief rally operation. Not only was this the snapback, but this was a bona fide short squeeze. Panic buying set in, buying begets buying, and they just squeeze them right up into the closing bell. This was the conveyor belt of pies in the face that we discuss on a regular basis. That was it. So let's make an assessment of where we are, where we're likely to go, what the story is, what am I looking at on the charts? Okay, fair enough. The daily chart is still in a downtrend. Nothing's changed from a trend standpoint. What did they do today? Well, they came up to this place. This is a pivot high, 429.64. What makes it important is that the market tried to rally up to that point and it had a pretty serious collapse. Therefore, the market told us that that place is important. So what was the high today? High today happened to be 429.66. It's above that pivot by two cents. They pulled back to close below it. However, what's looming above? You have a 20-period moving average. We like to call that home base. That has a tendency to be magnetic. It'll suck price in the closer price gets. Is a day like today generally going to be met with a quick reversal and failure? Not this type of squeeze under normal Garden variety conditions, there's more upside from here. Maybe not every day, maybe not tomorrow, but certainly it doesn't have to be over yet. They're working off some of the quote-unquote, you know I hate this term, the oversold condition. Now, what's going to happen later on? Let's talk about it. Let's bring out something we discussed last night. This is the same trend line that we put on the board last night. Now, it doesn't really seem that far away compared to where we were yesterday. I'm not saying they have to get up to that trend line, but I'm saying that trend line is important. I've got my eye on it. In fact, I've got it on a sticky note. Let me show you something else that has me intrigued about that trend line and why I brought it up again tonight. Here's some garden variety fib retracements. So check this out. Just by happenstance, the line intersects the 618 retracement up at 440, right over here, that puts us out sometime into next week or so. I'm not saying they get there. I'm not saying they even get to the 618. All I'm saying is, which is an extension of what I said last night, you start looking at this area here, that's where the market broke down. Are they going to rally back to a former breakdown area? 618 retracement, trend line, It's pretty juicy, if you ask me. We don't know any of this is going to happen, but what we do know is if the market is up there, it's going to catch my eye. Not expecting it to be there tomorrow, so it's something for the future. 
put it on a sticky note. We flip over to the weekly chart, and I like to take a look at this one more so at the end of the week, but I think this is worth pointing out since we're having a future discussion. Look at this candle from this week. Even though it came up short of the 100 period moving average, this is a reversal candle. Now, we're only at Wednesday, so there's two more days in the week. We'll see what happens in terms of volume, but it has the makings of a reversal candle. So last week, you closed below the breakup candle low. Immediately recapture it this week if they close back above. Headed where? To the convergence of these moving averages up at 443.61. That's a moving target. Just call it 443 to 444. I flip back to the daily chart, and I want to know where that puts price on the daily. 443 to 444 puts us right in the middle of this enormous breakdown candle. This is where the market broke down, fell apart. They're rallying back to do what? Run a test of a former breakdown area. Will they get there? Won't they get there? It's the $64,000 question. I'm not here to say they will or they won't. What I'm here to do is point out if they do, it's an area of interest. Now the question is, can you trade the market up to that area? Well, it's possible with today's reversal, with today's squeeze operation, we do a reassessment of the list of stocks I have compiled for the lazy swing trader, and I start looking for bottoms that were made, pull back into support, and another leg higher possibility. That's the trade now that I'm looking for rather than new lows. We'll look for new lows later. Right now, we're going to try and be in the momentum game. A lot will depend on what happens tomorrow. Do we get follow through or do we get some kind of a squirrely market? We'll see. Think about it. We could get one of those scenarios where the market's down when you wake up in the morning and then the media is saying, well, everybody realized the Fed really didn't say or do anything unexpected and therefore, why did the market go up so much? So now they're coming back down to earth and they take the profits and yada, yada, yada. That would be the discussion. We don't know what's going to happen. We're just projecting a little bit, having a little bit of fun with it. So net-net, as we wrap up the daily chart discussion, once you get above this pivot, start closing hourly, daily above this pivot, the door opens for the 20-period moving average, and if above that, it opens for the 50, which kind of coincides with somewhere in the vicinity of this big breakdown candle high. So you can see where price goes. Once you get above one thing, it opens the door for another, and those are your gates for the SPY on the daily chart. Let's take a look inside the numbers. What I'm going to do is point out a couple of important things. You know we're going to have a lot of dead space in here because after the morning session kind of gets wrapped up, there's nothing going on before Kabuki Theater that was at 2 p.m. today. It was hump day and Kabuki Theater day. Zero dark 30, the futures were pushing a little bit higher toward the next big fat round number of 4,200. That's long and gone from where we were this morning, but that's where we were this morning. They're magnetic and they draw a price in. So let's focus on the numbers. 4.1450 is still important. Below that, it's 4.12. That's magnetic. And if price drops below 4.14 for very long, the door opens for a test of 4.12. So we know that zone between 4.1450 and 4.14 is still important. Right of the vertical is today's activity. This is a 15-minute chart. For no particular reason whatsoever, 
that's what it was on. I didn't change it to the five that I normally show you. Now I did, doesn't change anything. 414, 414.50 was support. The low here, 413.71. They never made a run for 412. They kept finding support at 414, 414.50. Guess what? Look what happened into Kabuki Theater. 14.35, this is 2.35 in the afternoon. They run a test. The low is 414.41. The low here, 414.12, five minutes later. And guess what? They took off from there. It pays to know your numbers. We had some numbers on the upside. 416.75, 418.85, 421, all kinds of stuff. They blew through everything late in the day. But that's not it. There was a trade in there. There was more than one trade. Stocks on the move plus an SPY or S&P 500 trade certainly today. So let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. We're letting them go for a while. By the way, remember Friday, there will be no inside the numbers. Don't be looking for me. 416.40 is a very short-term pivot. Back to the chart. Here's what I mean. The top line is 416.40. So they try and get above, but they can't. So they have to sustain price above for a period of time, and it doesn't necessarily mean 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's the longer the better, that type of thing. So when they can't sustain price above a pivot, they drop back down to another important number. When they can sustain price over a pivot, they start to move higher to another important number. That's what happened this afternoon, and the former is what happened this morning. Nice rocket ride on JCI. We'll circle back to stocks on the move later. Hanging around 416.40, not a shocker. If the bulls can push things a little, they'll run a test of yesterday's high around 418.85, give or take. There's your 418.85. There it is later in the day. So it happened right around 2 o'clock after the Fed announcement. They sold them off into 2.30 after the announcement. But it's interesting how they went up and they spiked an important number and then turned around and went down to what? Yeah, support. Why is 414.50 support? Because it's an important spot. It's magnetic. Remember, we're moving along. Read the notes. Go back to the chart. Double check the work. 10 o'clock. Traders looking for a long side trade can take a small position around 414.50 for a bounce back in the other direction. It's a give or take sooner than later, meaning I want it to happen sooner than later. Below 414 and something else is going on. So there's your zone. It's 414.50 to 414. Anywhere in there is a buy opportunity. 10 o'clock in the morning. So here, what happened is by 10.20, they came down. They made a low of 414.45, a nickel below 414.50. And they did turn around. On this five-minute chart, it's hard to see, but 415.70 was the high by 10.30 in the morning, that gives you about 12 S&P handles. That's good for a trade. 4.15, showtime for the bulls to take a stand below 4.14, and they can fall. That was the schematic. Traders who are long need to book profit along the way, yada, yada, yada. So that was a positive trade. We had a lot of participation on that trade from inside the numbers. We had participation from inside the numbers live. That's the live trading room guided by Jordan. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. There's something else I want to point out now. This was going on in the afternoon before Kabuki Theater. So this is a 109 post. 
They did the thing where they finally make a push towards yesterday's high. Fair enough. Again, no surprises. Staying above 417 is pretty bullish. And this is what they're doing from a big picture perspective. The current pattern brings price to run a test of 421 at least. Well, they did a whole lot more than that into the end of the day, but this was a bullish flaggish pattern that was developing on the hourly chart. I posted it on the board around one o'clock, a little after. If she fails and price starts breaking below today's low, they'll go back to 412, but that didn't happen. They ended up working the bull flag pattern to the nth degree. So that worked out. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. There's some commentary around Kabuki Theater, yada, yada, yada. You know the results, you know the numbers. The numbers were on the board even after Kabuki. I did put other numbers on the board, but at this point, you have an hour left in the day. They're going to squeeze it up into the close. They either will or they won't. You don't know if they'll do it all the way. You don't know if they'll jerk it around. And therefore, with time running out on the clock, it's a very difficult thing to just hop on board. But there are some traders that will. There are some traders that like to do that, so I provide the numbers. It is what it is. What do we have from a stocks on the move perspective? We have EAT. We have Lyft. We have JCI. Akamai and Uber were off the board. They didn't hit their entry objectives or targets, so they become no trades. We'll take a look at the first three. First one we'll look at is Brinker getting a haircut at the opening bell. This one you have to see with your own two eyes. The low in the first candle of the day was 33.06 against my number, 33.05. That's a little old-fashioned front-running for the boys. They run right back up to the first number that they opened below, and then some. The high in this candle, 35.47, just minutes later from a non-entry of 33.06 we would have been at 33.05. How you doing? So from an official standpoint, this was a no trade. But look at the numbers. You think they were important? Look at this one, and look at the one up top. Close 34.63 against 34.65. Zero dark 30 this morning. How you doing? Lift, first number, second number, back to the first number. Not a blockbuster trade, a base hit. And that's fine. Why? Because base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Even if you didn't buy the second number, they got you back out above or at the first number. Either way, it was a base hit or a scratch. That's fine. It's fine because we had JCI Rocket Ride on the docket. So it opened below the first number. So officially, the first number's off the board. That means it looks like this. They came into the first and second number immediately, both filled Jordan had this one in the room, a lot of participation in this one in the room. He also had lift. He pretty much takes them all to prove the point that it works. So look at this rocket ride. By 9.50 in the morning, you're at a high of 56.35 from an average entry down here about 52.70. Oh boy. Later on, they backtest the first number and then take off even higher into the short squeeze closing bell. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame, but you never know when you're going to get the rocket ride. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, it's all the same market type of discussion. We talk about this all the time. If markets are going to collapse, they're all going to collapse. If markets are going to get squeezed, they're all getting squeezed. Up 2.5%, almost 5 bucks in the IWM. They're approaching their 20-period moving average on the daily chart. It's magnetic. 
It's going to draw a price in. They don't have to stop there. They're going to make a run for 197 in a strong tape. Not going to be so easy to get above 197, 198. Put that on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? How many times did we do this? How many times did I say higher lows unlike any other chart? How many times did I say this is my favorite canary in the coal mine? How did that work out? How's your day going? Weekly chart, you close above these moving averages this week strongly. Guess what? There's another leg higher. Is there anything wrong with this monthly chart, by the way? They came in to run a test of home base, the 20-period moving average. The trend is your friend. It's in an uptrend from a long-term perspective. Doesn't mean it'll stay that way indefinitely, but at present, that's what it is. The Q people, folks out in Silicon Valley, annexed over in Austin, Texas, same routine. It's all the same market, all the same charts. They look slightly different from one another, but they're all pretty much the same. Where's it headed? You got it. Here's a pivot high, above that, 20-period moving average, above that, breakdown candle high, 50-period moving average. Sound familiar? Is this the breakdown area somewhere in here? Yes, it is. Right here's your 50. Guess what? That's really where they're headed under normal garden variety market conditions. How do they get there? That's a little bit of a mystery. Financials, same thing, same chart. 20-period moving average, big breakdown candle, all that stuff. They made a lower low and are reversing. Also, coming up short of its 100-period moving average on the weekly chart. So that's a little bit of a rope-a-dope type of situation. They come up short of a 100-period moving average on weekly charts, not only in the XLF, but we looked at it in the S&P also. And stuff like that is really sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew. They do a lot of stuff. Their main job is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. But they're also responsible for doing stuff like this. Smash Mouth, same routine, way, way in the ditch, getting a relief rally. They're already working on, and through the 20, working on this breakdown candle high. So this chart does look a little bit different than the rest. So what we would say here is, if you can get above this area, which coincides and will coincide tomorrow and Friday with the 50-period moving average, then there's another leg higher, but this will be bona fide overhead resistance, 254, 255, 253, somewhere in that neighborhood is going to be overhead resistance. I want to do a sidebar for a second, bring up TLT again. been watching this pretty closely, and it's not at my number. I'm looking for a number. They're not there. If they get there, I'm going to establish a trade. I'll put it out for the lazy swing trader. If they're not going to get there, then they're going to do something else. And if something different develops, then so be it. But if they get to my number, I'm interested. They got close. They didn't get there. There's a little more work to do. I thought we would have a chance around Kabuki Theater, but it didn't work out that way. So I just wanted to bring it out so everybody's aware. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.